0: The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network and
1: thegorillaposition.com, telling the stories of pro wrestling storytellers. Welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk, powered by the TheGorillaPosition.com and a proud part of the Roar Network. Presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network. We are sponsored by CollarAndElbowBrand.com, where you can get 10% off when you use promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout. In partnership with HypeCityVapors.com, where you can get 15% off all your e-juice for your vape by using promo code JKPODCAST as well as Silly Rabbit Vape Shop located in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. Mention Turnbuckle Talk for a discount on all vape juice and hardware. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at tbtalkpod. You can listen to us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcast, and all those other podcatchers out there. As always, I'm Carl Carafel. And I'm Big Joe. And welcome to Turnbuckle Talk.
0: Yeah, Carl, uh, to a Canadian Thanksgiving
1: edition of Turnbuckle Talk. Yes, happy Thanksgiving uh-huh. to all of our Canadian listeners, and I believe happy Columbus Day yeah. to our American listeners, although it'll be one day late.
0: Yeah, um, yeah I don't know if it always uh, falls on where it's Canadian Thanksgiving, Columbus Day. I'm not sure if that's always uh, the case, but uh, hey, we get to have our, our turkey dinner well before our American friends, so I'm uh, pleased about that.
1: That's right, but I mean, the American Thanksgiving, you're looking at Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and you're looking big hoopla over it. <laughs> and uh, that's like essentially the American beginning to Christmas time. Um, For us, it's more like November, mm-hmm. you know, after, uh, you know, Memorial Day or uh, Remembrance Day. Uh, but yeah, I mean... We start Christmas early, we do Thanksgiving early, we're just ahead of the game all around. Nice.
0: And speaking of Christmas, Carl, this first topic that we're going to talk about, for for myself at least, almost felt like an early Christmas gift. How about that for a segue, folks? NWA Power debuted on YouTube, that's where I watched it. And i got to say, this was quite uh this this was my my show of the week here carl when i, I watched this thing it's it, um i tuned in for the live stream so i caught the beginning of it and they were counting down and they were playing this really cool kind of music i gotta find some uh, where to find that and then the, the show started and it just it was an, such a nostalgia trip going back to that studio wrestling it, the, the, this is going to become a regular every week attraction for me carl this was fantastic
1: it definitely is. I had a, uh, a coworker of mine. He came and relieved me one morning, and uh, a little kind of off topic, but on topic. He said that he actually caught all Elite Wrestling dynamite, <laughs> the first time that he has actually watched professional wrestling in a very long time. Nice. So I said, "Man, I said you you got to get you got to get away to get onto YouTube." I said, "You have to look up NWA Power." I said, P-O-W-E-R-R-R. That's what you got to look for that. And he goes, well, why? I said, do you remember back in the like Jimmy Crockett promotion days, the territory days of professional wrestling? He goes, yeah, I remember that. I said, do you remember the studio atmosphere that they had there? He goes, yeah. I'm like, we're back. (laughs) And he's like, oh, my God, no. And I'm like, yeah, like you seriously need to go and find them and look them up. He did. He, I talked to him, you know, the next, the next day. Cause he relieved me again and he goes, I cannot believe how amazing that was. He goes, it took me back in years that I never thought we would get back.
0: It, it's such the perfect runtime too. It's, it's an hour long. So you don't have to invest a ton of time uh, into it. it. It's, it's just the, the way that that shot, uh, the person was involved, I mean, you have James Storm, you have, uh, Eli Drake, you have, uh, it, they have a pretty impressive roster going on there and, and it just, it's, oh, it, it's a very intimate setting, a very small number in the crowd. Everybody's reacting how they should be. It, it, it's, we'll get to that later in the episode, but it, it, um, it was such a great atmosphere and just, it felt like old school wrestling back to the way that it kind of should be. And even with Jim Cornette on commentary. Normally I am not a fan of him calling the action. I didn't have any issue. I thought, I thought he did great. It it was just, it it, it hit all the marks for lack of a better term, pun intended.
1: Yeah, it definitely did. There was not a missed step that you could really see. Were there, you know, maybe some issues? Sure. Definitely. There was, um, just for me, I kind of like having that, um, that kind of blind aura of, okay, so this segment is happening, you know, in a, in, in, you know, a different spot and stuff like that. Uh, but you could actually see the camera at times pan from the announcers over to, uh, you know, where the interview is happening. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I love that. I love that idea, but it's, it's something that I don't think that we need to see all the time. Mm -hmm. It should just be kind of maybe in the first or two, two episodes. um, just kind of, you know, give people the idea of, you know, this is studio setting again and that, you know, this does happen, but it, I'm, I'm afraid that it's going to be something that's shown all the time. And it's going to, for me, take a little bit of that illusion away. And, you know, other than that, everything was a hit.
0: Yeah. And the, the main event of the show, we had NWA champion, Nick Aldis, the, the world heavyweight champion versus a former champion in Tim Storm and what an emotional match it was, it was a great back and forth you know Tim's a bit of an older guy but he held his own in there with one of the best in the world and just a, a really good emotional finish and as a stipulation there um, he can no longer challenge for that NWA World heavyweight championship so there was uh, there was a lot on the line there so it, it you felt yeah. invested in it, it just it's you know, James Storm's uh, segment there with Josephus was was fantastic. Uh, Eli Drake, yeah. great promo, uh, great solid match. Just, it was fantastic.
1: Yeah, it definitely was. And that hour time slot didn't feel as though it was too short. Didn't feel like it was drawn out. It just, it felt right. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. So going with some more YouTube stuff here with AEW, they debuted something on there as well. They're calling it AEW Dark. Now this is, if I had to make a comparison to the WWE with this, it's basically, it's like superstars. It's kind of like their their pre-show dark matches that don't normally get aired. In this case, they they do record it and they put it up for free on YouTube to watch. I think this is a really cool way to actually get people hooked into watching the actual product, Carl.
1: I think it is as well. It's a very uh, good way for those that are on the dark matches to maybe get a little bit of their name put out there. Um, it's a different avenue to go with, but I mean, go back weeks already. I think even uh, even a, a couple of months already where we talked about you know the uh, use of YouTube and Twitch and all of these different platforms and avenues for these creators to use that are there for free for them to use. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's just amazing to see more and more product being put out there onto YouTube and allowing us to get to know these people and get to know the promotions better.
0: Yeah. Some great matches. I'm looking at the numbers for uh, for AEW dark on YouTube. They pulled 785,000 views. On that first episode of Dark and going back to what we were just talking about with NWA Power for the very first episode they did 400,000 views on that as of this recording so uh, both doing extremely well on YouTube and it's becoming um, it's even when you just pull up YouTube I know mine are kind of skewed because I look up a lot of wrestling stuff on YouTube but that stuff is showing up near the top now which is very interesting as well.
1: And we do have to note that NWA Power is actually being, uh, I guess, simulcast shown on uh, YouTube and Facebook. Correct. So in actuality, the numbers for NWA Power are uh, nearing a million combined views between the Facebook and the YouTube. So it's it, it's interesting. It's very interesting to see that you know almost a million people have. You know watched this uh whether it was a replay of it or whether you know what, what what have you but um yeah like it's it's fantastic that both of these promotions are utilizing this to be able to put their product out there it's just amazing
0: you know, it's very cool, too, before we get to our next topic here, Carl, going back on the NWA, uh, something that I've called them out on for, for, for quite a while, that they didn't have any kind of presence on the internet and whatnot. They do have a full on website now. It is the National Wrestling Alliance.com, a full fledged website showing their schedule, roster, and even merchandise. You can buy this, the 10 pounds of gold uh, DVD set, you can buy the little uh, NWA World's Championship pin. Uh, on there you can buy some of other merchandise some of their t-shirts so they have a full-fledged presence on the internet now which is fantastic and it's about time
1: they definitely do and what you people need to do is make sure that you are watching nwa power because before it's released onto the websites they are going to be telling you what their deal of the week yeah. is so they're actually going to take something from their merchandise pool and it is is going to be put out there on sale for you for an entire week, people. That'll give you more than enough time to be able to go and pick up whatever you see on that weekly deal. I think that's a fantastic idea as well. Yeah, they kind of
0: stole uh, kind of our gimmick a little bit there, or the grillposition.com. We do our deal the week through Color as well. So going from that, Carl, to some more AEW stuff, we saw something... To the best of my knowledge, this is the first time for Mr. Chris Jericho, he has formed his own faction called the Inner Circle. This is very interesting, not only because this is, as far as I know, the first time for him, he's surrounded himself with some pretty interesting individuals.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm not 100% sure if this is the first time or not. Um, I mean, Chris Jericho has done a lot, you know, from <laughs> New Japan to WCW, WWE, a lot of different promotions that he's worked for. So, in any case, a new faction... A faction once again we're we're starting to see a little bit more of an incline in the factions within professional wrestling and honestly i am loving it because what better way for you to get you know not just yourself but you know some rising stars and some classic vets over than to have a faction
0: yeah, so we have Chris Jericho, of course, the clear leader of the faction. We have Mr. Jake Hager, um, or as Jericho's called him, Jake Hagar. Uh, he almost made him sound like a Viking hero there. That, that, that was a little odd, but I'll, I'll give him a pass on that one. Of course, we have uh, Santina and Ortiz, and Sammy Guerva as well. So an interesting mix of age, experience, and ability and whatnot. So it, it's an interesting mix, and they have definitely
1: been making their presence felt. They definitely have. And I mean, it's, it just goes to show that this stuff can work in the world of professional wrestling. This is something that a lot of people had thought, you know, this isn't something that can work. You know, we don't, we just need, you know, uh, one-on-ones, we don't need factions. We don't, you know, even, even tag teams, like people have really kind of shied away from tag teams, which thankfully all elite is trying to rebuild that, but I digress factions factions people these are amazing i mean you want to talk about you know factions from like the old times attitude era days let's say even degeneration x Mm -hmm. greatest faction bullet club bullet Bullet club nw i mean those are great factions all all i mean of course all next to the four horsemen yeah Right. Yes. So, I mean, like going throughout the years of professional wrestling, we've had factions all the way through, but they haven't really been very predominant. Mm-hmm. Now we're starting to see more. We've, we've got, you know, the inner circle, right? Within uh, all elite wrestling. You take a look at uh, even like on NXT UK, right? We've got Imperium over there. Yep. You talk NXT, we've got, um, why am I drawing a blank here? Un- Mr. Uh, I think you're thinking of the Undisputed Era. That's right. That's right. I, <laughs> I I just kept thinking shock, shock, shock yeah, yeah, yeah. in my head. Yeah. And I'm like, nope, nope, it's not. But yes, Undisputed mm-hmm. Era shocking the system.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. So another faction right there. Like it's it's just phenomenal how how things are kind of going with this whole faction thing. And I'm I'm loving it.
0: Absolutely. And a little on the fly here, Carl. Um, I just thought of an idea here. What's your current favorite faction in professional wrestling? Putting you on the spot here.
1: Oh, Imperium. (laughs) Imperium? Yeah, definitely.
0: Okay. Um, For me, mine might be kind of a surprise, but uh, maybe it's because I watched a little bit of New Japan today. Um, I'm going to say suzuki Goon. Um, they, they, it, it, they're very unique for a faction they're obviously associated with each other, but they, they kind of do their own thing the majority of the time, but when they need to come together, they come together and they kick ass. So that's about the best I can, way I can kind of word it with uh, Minoru Suzuki handing up that faction. I mean, what else can be said about Minoru Suzuki? We're going to touch on it later in the episode here, but, uh, yeah, just a uh, fantastic stuff.
1: Yeah, definitely. It is. <laughs>
0: So going from that to actually relating directly what we we're just talking about, and something that's going to involve you, Carl, there with Chris Jericho coming up on the Jericho Cruise, it looks as though, from what I'm seeing, they are likely going to be filming an episode of AEW Dynamite on the Jericho Cruise.
1: Yeah, I mean that that is honestly super exciting. <laughs> um, not sure if this is going to be something that's going to be uh, broadcast live. Because, I mean, you really don't need, um, you know, like, like Internet to be able to broadcast it live necessarily. Um, so it's it's going to be very interesting. I'm part of a Facebook group for Jericho Cruisers. Yep. And uh, that's something that a lot of people have, have been asking and, and uh, kind of been saying is that, you know, like it's not necessarily, uh, you know, built on the Internet. Mm-hmm. That you need to have because the Wi-Fi on the on the cruise ships suck. Typically. Like yeah. suck. <laughs> um, yeah. so inner tip for anybody that decides to take a cruise, don't pay for Wi-Fi because it sucks. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like you really don't need it's 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 run through satellites.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? So we could very well have AEW on the Jericho cruise. Doing a live episode of Dynamite, I am super freaking excited for that. I mean, yeah. on top of everything else for this cruise, you're looking, um, you know, like Jake the Snake Roberts is going to be there. Yeah. Uh, we're looking, uh, Diamond Dallas Page is going to be there. Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Rick Flair, people is going to be there. Thank God, because <laughs> yeah, I need to meet Rick Flair. Absolutely. Um, but then. Like, All Elite Wrestling is going to be there. So, like, all the stars of All Elite. Like, this is going to be fan-freaking-tastic. Yep. I hope, I hope, I really hope that it's something that's going to be live. Um, Then I can actually say that I've been to a live broadcasting of a television show. Not a pay-per-view, because I've done that. Yep. But, man, like just hearing this and 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 to put this into into a little bit perspective for people um we still don't know if this is actually happening there have been people that have uh, tweeted out to chris jericho and he's he's pretty much just ignored all of them except for 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 a couple yep. and someone had actually tweeted out to chris jericho and said are we going to get AEW dynamite on the jericho cruise and jericho's response was dot 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 that was it <laughs> So leaving us all still in suspense. Okay. Um, but yeah, like, honestly, this is super exciting. And and just from the buildup and the excitement of it all from not just myself, but from everyone else on this Facebook group, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's going to happen.
0: Yeah, there are a few out there who are uh, as good at keeping us in suspenders as uh, Mr. Chris Jericho, and he does a great job, and as he should be in that position. So yeah, some good stuff there. Now, next up, what I think... The next topic, uh, I'm going to push down one because uh, I'm not really fond about talking about that topic. I know we're going to, but uh, I'm going to bump up the one below it first here, Carl. We're talking about Crown Jewel. We're going to have the current WWE champion Brock Lesnar versus Cain Velasquez for this championship. Um, so the
1: UFC is going to Crown Jewel?
0: No. Kate uh, oh. C- Cain has been signed. By the WWE, I don't know the terms of the contract. Um, I can't see it being a full-time thing for him. But uh, he has been working in AAA. um, So he does have some wrestling experience. Now, does this necessarily earn him a title shot? I think the way that they're approaching it because they're really playing off the, the UFC angle because Kane quite handedly handed Brock Lesnar his ass to him on a platter during that match. If you go and find that match somehow and watch it, you'll see what I'm talking about. And they actually showed a, a bit of a clip of it on SmackDown this week. Yep. Um, so they're, they're playing off of that. Strangely enough, I'm somewhat okay with this. I'm, I'm glad that it's happening at Crown Jewel, not say like WrestleMania or whatnot. So I, I think it's the right venue for it. And it's the only thing that has me slightly interested about that entire show.
1: Seriously? Yeah. Wow. You don't think that, uh, Fury and Strowman really, really on this show have you hooked at all? When I heard
0: about that, they were going, boxing <laughs> guy, uh, what's his first name? Fury. Um,
1: oh, I can't even remember. Right? See, that's, that's how much I even care. That,
0: that's, that was my reaction. they, they, they said this boxing guy, something Fury, and I was like, who?
1: And Not it, Nick Fury, Nick, because Nick yeah. Fury's much cooler.
0: And this isn't a pro wrestling issue, Carl. The, this is really more of a professional boxing issue. There are no real big standout stars in the world of boxing, but yet they're pitching this guy as this big boxing star. And, and once again, when I saw this, I went, who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And they handed this guy a live mic on raw too. And I think that he was probably wasn't necessarily told he could say whatever he wanted to that. That was, he was probably told what to say, but, yeah. um, yeah, just, I was like, okay. Um, to me, this is just, it's again, they're not doing Braun Strowman any favors
1: with this. No, they definitely aren't. And it's just another classic case of Braun Strowman getting used improperly, um, Yeah, like you're right. As of right now, the only thing that really has any type of hook for crown jewel, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of seems to be this uh, Brock Lesnar, uh, Cain Velasquez uh, match that's going to happen. Um, I think the, because I've, I've been kind of, you know, listening and watching, you know, some other WWE stuff and some, some stuff that they have out there on Facebook, uh, Facebook live and YouTube and stuff. Uh, they really have to stop just saying Mm cane. Um, they, that's, that's been a Mm -hmm. little bit of an issue for me. Um, the WWE already has a Mm cane, right? So honestly, I was a little bit confused (laughs) (laughs) At the beginning, because first they're talking, you know, like, oh, Crown Jewel is going to be happening and Kane's going to be there. And I'm like, oh, cool. Sweet. I love Kane. Yeah. Um, And then they're like taking on Brock Lesnar. And then I'm like, wait, wait, what? 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 (laughs) What? <laughs> and then, but. then it kind of clicked, and I'm like, "Oh, Kane Velasquez and Bra. Okay, okay, yeah. yep, yep, I get this now." Because what I do, people, is is when I work, I, I work security, as as most of you know. And I, I, there are times where I'm just sitting there for like 12 hours, right? Wow. So I'll just take my phone, connect up to some Wi-Fi, and I'll just, uh, you know, like have whatever playing on there, listening as I'm watching what I'm supposed to be watching. Right. Um keeping my brain kind of active and then i'm I'm listening to that and i'm like wait 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 a second and it actually like (laughs) took my attention away from what i'm watching for a second and i'm like i had to look down and i'm like oh 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 that's what they're and i'm like oh so please please call him you know kane v or kane call him velasquez just call him Velasquez, but uh yeah, that that's a little bit of a rant. I seem to be ranting today, but uh, I digress <laughs> with this. Um, that's okay. i am going to be doing my fair share later. Yeah, I know you are. Um, <laughs> Brock versus Kane Velasquez. I'm o- I'm okay with it. Yeah. Do I think that it should have been for the championship? No, hundred yeah. percent not. Like not right now. Um, I, I understand it's a cool draw and stuff, but seriously, are we seriously are we really going to see Kane Velasquez take the WWE championship? Uh, you know the first pay-per-view that he that he does like I get it I understand like mm-hmm. I understand the backstory because you know I've kind of delved into that world of, of MMA as well but yeah. yeah like no no Joe tell me tell me please what do you what do you think about them with the championship right away
0: First of all, I have, I have a, a solution, a WWE type solution for the naming problem. Uh, we're okay. g- we're going to use Vince McMahon wrestler name nomenclature. We have Shorty Gable, right? So we went with, uh, with, with Kane, we've got Chubby Velasquez. There we go. There's your new name. Mystery solved. Chubby V. Chubby V. Chubby V. I like that. Shorty Gable. That. the. the that, awful, awful. Um, but as for Kane versus, sorry, Kane Velasquez, sorry Carl <laughs> versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE title, I'm really torn on this um, because I get the I get the, the crossover appeal. This was a great matchup in the UFC, but this is a wrestling match, and in that respect, I get it too because I'm of the school of thought when you're a wrestling champion, whenever you have a singles match, you should be defending said champion. Again, though, having said that, I, I just don't think that he's earned a championship match. And there's gotta be some guys
1: that were higher up the ladder that I'd be going, what the, I can't say it. And, and on that note, now think how some of those guys in the back are going to feel mm-hmm. if Cain Velasquez actually wins the WWE championship. They can't do Think that. Think about that.
0: They can't. They can't do that. If they do, I, I, I'm already soured on <laughs> the WWE. If if they put that title on him, dude, I'm just watching AEW and NWA and, you know, everybody else, uh, but <laughs> yeah, I, I would be at a complete <laughs> loss for words. Right? Yeah. And it just to me, it's just a, it's a slap in the face to all the other contenders. I mean, I, I get the crossover appeal, and I think that that part of it is great. But I would have maybe done some type of tag team match or something like that if you still want to showcase them and still have them kind of face off a bit. But a one-on-one match for the WWE Championship, I mean, that's... Just jumping the gun on that thing. I think that they, if they wanted to go that road, they should have maybe built it up over time. Like, and I mean like yes. a, a good span of time, like maybe even a year had them screw with each other, but to do it right off the bat.
1: It's bet. out of left field. Yeah,
0: of course. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> speaking. I just don't
1: understand.
0: Speaking out of left field Carl. let's get into the WWE draft. Yeah. I know you're itching to what, what do you th- What do you really think about the draft? Just in general, we'll we'll give kind of our general overall opinions, and then we'll maybe we'll get into some details.
1: Um, I understand it, but I think just wrong ways to go about things. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. That's my general good idea, but wrong way to go about it.
0: You know what was very interesting? I didn't pick up onto this until. Our good friend, Mr. Michael Jargo, pointed this out to me because he, like myself, looks and notices the minute details. Before this draft part happened on SmackDown, it's only the first half, by the way. Um, Monday, we're recording here, Raw is actually going to happen and they're going to do the other half of this sucker. But they had the list of the available um, talents to be drafted. And strangely enough, wouldn't you know, The way that they were listed, Carl, in order was exactly the same order in which they were drafted.
1: Yeah, that was, that was actually noticed by a lot of people. (laughs) I mean, it went viral on social media with people posting a photo of the names in order as they were being drafted. Stupid. Yeah. (laughs) And to go along with this part,
0: I I know that we when we were leading up to this, we were giving ideas of how they should have shown the war room and that kind of stuff. They even managed to mess that up, Carl, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, when you look at, and and that's the mind-boggling part because we know Fox is involved with this, you look at the NBA draft, we look at the NHL draft, we look at just uh, the way that sports drafts are done all you had to do uh, I, I'm stealing this directly from the hitting the march processing podcast with Rick and jargo they, they they mentioned this we're going to mention it too you already have that template there on how to do a sports draft all you had to do was copy it they didn't have to reinvent the wheel and it just it felt like they were showing oh okay these picks happened and you showed them kind of this, these these generic actors celebrating in this war room and like but they picked them they know that they're picking them. So why are they
1: celebrating? Like just, it's it's like a kid is writing this stuff, man. Yeah. I mean, it definitely, like, (laughs) I, I understand. I get it. Right. Like, so you you said that Rick and Jargo talked about this on there. Okay. I'm going to have to go and listen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I mean this, uh, I don't know coming from, okay. Coming from what they did with, um, Brock Lesnar and Cain Velasquez, uh-huh. you know, like press conference type of thing. I thought that was great. That part I don't was really know. Did good. you Did you see that? Yeah, it was like a UFC press conference. That was fantastic. Yeah, it definitely was. Yeah. And then to come to this it was just like like a slap in the face to my intelligence. Mm-hmm. Just really, really. The robot, the robot was even really, yeah, really like. I I get it. I get it. It's Fox. I get it. I understand. Like, I mean, that's, that's a big pivotal, you know, part of Fox is the, is this, this, this robot that's there. I get it. I understand. But did that really like, did that need to be included? Mm -hmm. No, it, it didn't need to be included. And I understand trying to get that more sports feel to everything, It just did not come across that way. It came across simply as hokey professional wrestling gimmicky type of thing. Like that's, that's the only way it came across.
0: And even at the beginning, they had me confused and I'm sure some of the people like myself that look at the minute details, we had Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins to see which brain was going to get the top pick or was going to get the first pick to me. When you really think about this, it makes absolutely no sense. So let's say, theoretically, if Roman would have won, okay, so SmackDown, SmackDown gets the first pick. What's to say that, that they weren't going to pick Seth over over Roman? There, there was the proper thing wasn't even online. All they should have done was just have the two of maybe the um, the best guys on either brand and to just do a coin flip. That would have made more sense than two guys having a match to decide who's going to get the first pick. When your brand could end up picking the other guy that lost. Like it just, it, it, it didn't make any sense.
1: Okay. So tell me from, let's say, let's say from 10, 15 years ago. Okay. Uh-huh. If I were to say 10, 15 years ago, top guy on raw, who do you say?
0: 10 to 15 years
1: ago? Yeah. Like <laughs> let's say attitude era ish kind of thing. Top guy on raw. Rock. Okay. John Or John Cena. Okay, yep. now, now, now SmackDown. SmackDown is synonymous with The Rock. Yep. The Rock coined the phrase, laid the SmackDown, yep. and from there we got the program SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Then you take Raw. So think The Rock and that time. Yep. Think Raw and that time. You know, like you got you got a whole bunch of different names that you could you could use. Triple H, you could use Shawn Michaels, you could use yep. John Cena. Um, you know, like th- there's a ton of names that you could really use for from from that time as well. Stone Cold, even, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, people think Stone Cold, they think pro wrestling, you know. And then Raw is the big show, so Stone Cold, Raw, The Rock, SmackDown. Why could we not have appealed and brought those two guys in? for exactly what you said, a coin flip. Yeah. A coin flip. Two of the guys who are one two of the greatest people on the microphone. You have both of them cut a promo yeah. for their respective show, SmackDown and Raw, and then you're building up to this, oh my god, like like yeah, I want to see this. Like, who's going to win this coin flip or, or whatever they decided, you know, in that type of thing to do. But this whole match between these two for it was just stupid. It was.
0: And and just the storyline doesn't make sense, you know, and, and looking at other really wacky storylines, and I'm sure that you've picked up in these recently too, when we had the the Roman Reigns and the the Eric Rowan thing. So you have one guy attempting to murder the other wrestler, and so then the other wrestler to get back at you wants to pin you in a wrestling ring. I'm like, okay. And then you know now we of course we have this thing with uh, with Rusev and Bobby Lashley because Lana's supposedly fooling around with Bobby Lashley. So what does Rusev want to do to get back at Bobby Lashley? He wants to pin him in a wrestling ring. <laughs> like, I mean I can suspend my disbelief up to a certain point, but I mean even a kid would look at that and go, this is stupid. Right, <laughs> <laughs> it's an insult to it to our, our, especially as older wrestling fans. It's an like you said earlier, early on here, Carl. I feel like my intelligence is insulted.
1: Yes, I can't word it any other way. Yeah, no, it, it definitely is, and especially this whole Rusev, um, Bobby Lashley, Lana thing right now. Yeah. Like, no, no, it's cool. I get it. Mm-hmm. I, like, I totally understand. Like, yeah sex sells. Sure. Especially. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is, this is definitely going to sell this whole, you know, like, like a fair thing going on and whatever, but the way that they're going about it, even, even like with, with Rusev and uh, just him kind of beating up somebody else that's down at ring, I would have been running out of that arena and I would have been like, somebody needs to tell me where the hell they are right now. Mm -hmm. Like, to stay inside the arena and just kind of get this pouty face and then yeah. get angry yeah. and not do anything and not try to find where my wife is mm-hmm. with this other person. Yeah. Really? <laughs> like that's just, that's just basic humanity right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that boggles my mind. Yeah. How could they not have thought we need to have Rusev go and find them and, and kick Bobby Lashley's ass. Yeah. Like, come yeah. on!
0: Not, not, not to be like, well, because you're screwing with my wife, I we're gonna have a match, and I'm gonna pin you in a wrestling ring. Um, yeah, that yeah. just that, to me that that just I think even in the '70s, people would be like, "Wait, what? Say, say that to me again," because I think I have something crazy in my ear. You know, so right? <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, I mean, the, the this whole dra- uh, draft. I mean. It doesn't have me wanting to tune in to, to SmackDown next week to see what's going to happen. Um, they say that this is going to be a hard brand split to where people are going to cross over, but, I mean, you know that they're going to do it anyways. They, they did it the, this last time, and they did it before, and they did it before, and they're going to do it again. I can guarantee yeah. you that there's going to be crossover, even though they say they're not going to. They're going to have to at some point. Yeah. Because, I mean, you you've now that you've... you've split things in half, uh, that you've limited yourself to a certain number of people. So at some point there's going to, whatever. Um, it it is what it is. Um, really, really honestly, right now, the NXT brand is the only thing that has me slightly interested in the WWE raw and SmackDown. It's in rough shape.
1: I mean, it definitely is. Um, you see, my issue is, is, I want, I want to go back to your, um, to the dual, Interview episode that that happened. If you guys have yep. not listened to that, you need to. You need to go and listen to this doubled interview segments uh, that were done um, last week. <clears throat> um, you and Dusty are talking for a bit.
0: Yeah.
1: Right, and then even Dusty Gold had said, you know, and 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 you you agreed with him. Mm-hmm. We don't want to see the WWE fail.
0: Nope.
1: Because ultimately, they are. promotion and the reason why we have everything that we have today Mm -hmm. right so we don't want to see them fail but we we, it's hard for us to kind of sit there and watch but we 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 kind of have to watch if we want to keep you know that stuff going um because it's, it's gonna be honestly my mind if if the wwe were to fail I think it would have a trickle-down effect. Absolutely, it would. Yeah. Right? So then we're going to see the WWE fail. Then we're going to start to see these other companies fail because people really, I mean, they're going to want professional wrestling, right? But are they really going to gravitate towards all this other stuff if you have been like a WWE person for your entire life? Mm-hmm. So it's it's really hard. Like, I, I can't stop watching. I, I You know what? I have everything set <laughs> yeah. to tape on my PVR. Yep. Um, um the wife and I, you know, were able to get some things switched around with our with our Shaw account, so I actually have access to uh uh to Fox and I have access to SportsNet 360 here in Canada, so I can I can watch and tape Raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can watch and tape uh, SmackDown, Ring of Honor, All Elite Wrestling, Impact. I, I can, you know, at least PVR all of this so that it has a number that's mm-hmm. been put to it. Do I necessarily have to watch? No. Will I? Yeah, probably because it's professional wrestling and it's, you know, like there's snippets where there are good things that happen. Um, But yeah, I mean, people, people for the sake of professional wrestling, PVR it and then just delete it after a week. Yeah. Like that's all you got to do. Just just make sure that those numbers are there, even if you don't want to necessarily watch pbr make sure the numbers are there to say that you know it was pbr at least um but yeah like right now it's kind of like eh, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and this is coming from a guy who is who has been and i don't mean to cut you off there joe yep. because i know like you you continuously are, are saying you know like i'm done i'm done with the wwe i'm done with their products i'm done with raw i'm done with smackdown i'm done with you know the main shows mm-hmm. i can't be
0: yeah, I don't
1: know. I can't be like that that that's I since I was three years old when my oma got me my very first <laughs> wrestling magazine, yeah. and she was a lover of professional wrestling. She lived in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, where they did professional wrestling events all the time. She met so many of these guys. I still remember listening to her watch and and and, and interact with the WWE. So for me, it's more of a sentimental thing, Mm -hmm. but I have to continue. Like, I just can't, I can't stop altogether. Oh,
0: and and I completely understand that I do. So before we go to our showstopper segment for this week, Carl, let's uh, revisit our match of the week segment here. Um, Do you want to go first or do you want me to give you my pick?
1: Sure. I'll go first this time. Um, Match of the week coming from, Newly reestablished and reformed television, well, YouTube program <laughs> for NWA Power. Yep. Man alive, I loved seeing Tim Storm and Nick Aldis in that main event. It had so much emotion in this match. Mm-hmm. The match itself, uh, while not 100% perfect, I, I was invested in it. Like I'm yeah. sitting there going, "Damn, I need this. I need this school teacher, Tim Storm. I need him to win because he's <laughs> he's got to get another chance at that belt. Yeah. He's he held it for how? He's got to have another chance. And then for it to come to to full circle of 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 Nick Aldis winning and and it, it going, "Oh my God! Like did that just happen?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I was I was emotional. I'm going." I can't believe what I just watched. So, I mean, that match of the week for me, just because of how emotional and how invested I was in that, really, really told a story. And you just said it right there, Carl.
0: And another reason why that works too is it doesn't just work for us as experienced wrestling fans. They told you that story before the match happened. They got you invested. Even if you're somebody just watching for this for the first time, you you, you were, were shown who Nick Aldis was and how you should feel about him they showed you the story with with Tim Storm and how you should feel about him they 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 set it up for you whether you were new or where you already knew what was going on so that's the other reason why that, that whole scenario there worked because it was presented the proper way
1: that's right big joe please tell me what your pick for match of the week is
0: Mine is going to come from New Japan Wrestling, from King of Pro Wrestling, that just happened earlier this morning, actually. And they, they were actually really lucky to probably get this in because, for those of you who aren't aware, they were just hit by a really devastating typhoon over there. I think probably the m- most dangerous one probably in the last 60 years. So hopefully everybody is uh, okay over there. I'm sure that uh, there's some bad stuff that happened there. But they still managed to get the show in. And this was a match that we've been talking about and it's been leading up to... To this here with Minoru Suzuki versus Jushin Thunder Liger. This is my match of the week, Carl. And very much like your match of the week, I was fully invested in what was going on. Because we were told the whole proper story, you know, leading to these last couple matches leading up to this. Yeah, we we, we got to see kind of an interesting version of Jushin Thunder Liger as well. It was kind of like a hybrid we had a little bit of a different mask. He, you know, didn't have any kind of top part on. Just a, a, and, oh, all I guess is go watch this match, and you'll see what I'm talking about. We 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 had Minoru Suzuki getting the clean pin win over Jushin Thunder Liger, and then we saw we saw him go out of the ring, grab some chairs, come back in, and you think that he's going to go after Liger, and he throws the ladders aside, and he actually bows down to him. And then walks out of the ring and you, they, the camera pans over to the audience and you literally see people crying. That is getting everybody emotionally invested.
1: Yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> and I mean, that's a hundred percent the way to do it. I do want to clear something up with people. When we talk, uh, our match of the week, we're talking from, uh, record time to record time. Yes. For the podcast, we're not talking, you know, Sunday to Sunday, anything like that. Um, mm. We're talking record time to record time. Yeah. So I know that this match actually happened like like yesterday um, or early this morning. Correct. It actually happened at like five six o'clock in the morning, type of thing. Yeah. Um, and mine happened actually last week, <laughs> but that's what we're talking. Yeah. Um, just to clarify, because I know people are going to be like, "Wow." Right. Cause I was thinking the same thing and I'm like, no, 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 no. Record time to record time. Yes. But just that's, that's the way that things need to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're talking like, and I'm going to go back to this, you know, like WWE wants more of that sports feel
0: mm-hmm.
1: Well these other companies are giving you that, yep. like, I mean, you, you go out there and you watch like a, a baseball game at the end of that game, what happens, right? The end of a hockey game, what happens? Right, like these big, big games that happen, they all line up. Yep. Right, and then they're they're you know high fiving the other team, and you know like like good job, good game, blah blah blah. You know ah, see you next time, whatever. Right, and that's that's just like a camaraderie between the players uh, of the organization. This is exactly the same thing. Mm -hmm. Exactly the same thing. These are lending professional wrestling to be sports. Yeah. Right. And that's exactly how I feel with it.
0: And for myself, even more so than the sports kind of feel to me, it's just, we're being told a concisive story from beginning to middle to end and we're, we're getting the proper reactions. We're, we're, we're getting everybody getting invested. It just say it, it's it, these two, both of these matches just front to back. Executed the way that professional wrestling matches should be executed. Yes. So, I, uh, your 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 match, a close second for me. Uh, I gotta be honest. I was kind of <laughs> I could have gone either way, but uh, both are great. If you haven't had a chance to catch either of these, do yourself a favor and and, and go check them out. Definitely. All right, Carl. We're gonna come back with our showstopper segment. Sorry, we're gonna take a break and then we're gonna come back with our showstopper segment, and this is gonna revolve around. Well, we'll just call it heels we'll call it just heels that's the only kind of uh, hint that i'll give you
1: there so we'll be right back okay what's up everybody this is carl carafell from turn buckle talk we want to talk to you today about collar and elbow brand.com and we have been a part of it since the beginning we are proud to say that we are the first official sponsored podcast from collar and com As a special treat for all of our listeners, make sure that you use promo code JK Podcast at the checkout and get 10% off your order. That's right, people. 10% off your order when you use promo code JKPodcast at collar and Elbow
2: What's up guys? This is
1: the standard Dusty Gold coming from you from Fayetteville, Arkansas. I'm with Joe and Carl
2: for Turnbuckle Talk.
0: All right, guys. Big Joe and Carl Carafel back here on Turnbuckle
1: Talk. You know what time it is, people. It is our favorite time of the podcast episode. Ladies and gentlemen, we are at our show stopper segment. Yeah. All right, Carl, this
0: one's going to be, uh, I think, an interesting conversation. And where this all kind of stemmed from was, of course, this episode of SmackDown when we had Bailey versus Charlotte for that SmackDown Women's Championship. And this is going to revolve around, at least how I'm kind of coining it, our failed heel and face turns in professional wrestling. Because for, from my perspective, this whole Bailey heel turn from my perspective, it is a failure. Because, as you guys are all aware, you know what, I think probably the best way to kind of explain this is to to combine this with what was my favorite match of this week. So we have Jushin Thunder Liger versus Minoru Suzuki. We have Jushin Thunder Liger as clearly as the hero, as the good guy. We have Minoru Suzuki, very clearly the heel, or the bad guy. And, yes, this is a Japanese audience, but you could very much see that with that audience, we're getting the reaction of Juice and Thunder Liger, yay! Minoru Suzuki, boo, we hate you. Now let's flip over to SmackDown. We have Bailey becoming a heel after the match is finished. We had the crowd cheering and even her smiling and holding up the belt. At the be- and rewinding a little bit to the beginning with Charlotte who is the supposed good guy or the baby face getting booed by the crowd. So for me, as I see this, if you are supposed to be the bad guy, you should be getting booed. If the reverse is, if you're the, the good guy or the baby face, you should be the one getting cheered. Now I know that there's some exceptions. You know, we have the anti-hero where it can be a bit of a gray area. Like right now we have your Darby Allens. And, and whatnot that uh, right kind of somewhere in between you can go either direction with them. But for me, when I see that just it it's, um, it's really frustrating. And it's confusing because we have this WWE audience specifically that this really seems to be happening where we're getting the wrong reaction from the
1: audience. See, this is, I mean, it's, it's a difficult touchy situation, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm more of the thought. Did people buy a ticket? Did they come to see? Yeah. Are they still watching?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, they definitely are. Um, you know, are people cheering me because I'm a bad guy? Cool. Awesome. Who doesn't want to be cheered if they're a bad guy? Right. This whole thing with Bailey, mm-hmm. did they take too long with things? Yes. I think 100% they did. Yeah. Um, did they kind of have her promos done incorrectly? Yeah. Yeah, they did. Just, just coming out and saying like, screw you. Really? Like that, that, that has no effect at That's all. weak. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, had she come out there and, and, you know, like maybe cut a little bit more of something and, and, and something just kind of like, even if she just came out there and said, I'm done with hugging everybody, you know, like you need to just hug off or, or <laughs> yeah. hug yourself or yeah. whatever, like yeah. something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, um, because that's what she was known for. She was the hugger. She was Bailey, the hugger. Yeah. Right. And, and then go out there and cut a promo saying I'm done with that crap. Mm-hmm. I'm done with hugging people. What has hugging people got me? Absolutely nothing. Yeah. What happened when I stopped hugging people? That's right. I was the champ. Yeah. Right to go about it some way like that, it w- would have had a lot more effect. And and you and I kind of kind of had heated discussion oh, yeah. uh, over the uh, the whole Bailey uh, heel and the the Bailey buddies and stuff. Yeah. That Bailey buddies situation, I loved watching that. And but that should have happened like three weeks ago. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So is the WWE trying? Definitely, they are. Right, the writers and creative are, are are trying to do their best to you know keep and make Bailey a, a heal. Can it work? Definitely, it can. I don't see why it can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I mean, again, we it's professional. I'm gonna say it this way: it's entertainment. Mm-hmm. You have to suspend belief a little bit, sure, for anything that you're watching with the WWE. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, you know, like. I'm going to come to something that somebody else and I had a conversation about here. Um, Superman. Okay, so we've had like Henry Cavill as Superman. We've had uh, Brendan Roth, you know, on television show playing Superman. Right. We've had all these 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 other names that have that have done and played Superman. Did you know that Nicolas Cage was supposed to play Superman at one time?
0: Even there's a version of uh, in the in the comic books, Dark Knight Returns, Superman is a villain. He kills more people than the Joker in that version. So uh, yeah, I, I see what you're
1: going what you're going for there, right? Yeah. But then we we look at we look at Nick Cage. Like you would have had to have suspended belief. Oh yeah, <laughs> to see Nicholas Cage as a bad Superman, yeah. not Bizarro, <laughs> but just as 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 a bad yeah. Superman. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, it's kind of the same thing. We yeah. we kind of right now just have to play along with yeah. what they're doing and just kind of be like, hey, yep. So Bailey's a heel. Cool. Yeah. Um, Do I still like her? Of course. And I think that is something else that the that, that people are kind of gravitating towards too. Do I like this character? I do. So I'm going to be happy and I'm going to cheer this character because I like this character. Mm. As opposed to, you know, classic old school stuff where if they were a heel, like you hated them. Like mm-hmm. that was, that was it. Like you 100% hated them. Yeah. And I think that, that honestly, we're just kind of seeing a little bit more of a shift into, into people thinking for themselves mm-hmm. and kind of going, I like this bad person character and, and, and expressing that I like this bad person character
0: Yeah.
1: as opposed to, Oh, it's a bad character. Oh, now I, now I have to hate her, but I don't hate her. Yeah. Right. Like it's it's that's why I say it's kind of a difficult and touchy thing to really to really talk about. But I think that that's really what it boils down to is that, sure, she's a heel character, but people like her and like Bailey. So they're going to still like her. They're not just going to automatically just be like, oh, she sucks. Hmm. Because they like her, yeah. <laughs> I I don't know how else to explain that. Yeah, it,
0: it's very strange, and I know dealing with all this like Vince's head must be exploding on a regular basis because you know, he's got to be confused as hell trying to turn these people healing her getting cheered because you know that he's going to be kind of weirded out by that too. And, and, and this week, I, I I go to AEW for a good example of this done the right way. We had we talked about them earlier, that inner circle faction. We had Jericho in the ring with the rest of the guys. And he was talking about, uh, Jake, uh, Hager and saying that, uh, talking about him and the crowd started cheering. We, the people, we, the people, right. And there, and Jericho being the, the consummate professional, he is picked up on this on the fly and said, "No, no, no! It was like this is something terrible. This was done by, by by horrible creative." And you can, and then you hear the crowd actually start to cheer, but then they realize, "Oh, th- this is actually," and then they, then they, they end up actually getting the proper reaction, and then they really started booing after that. So, Chris Jericho thinking on his toes, as he is always able to do, and turn that situation, obviously something that wasn't uh, meant to be scripted that way. Turned it on its head there, and and got the right uh, reaction there, and th- that moment was fantastic. That put a smile on my face. And only was a little bit of a jab there directly at Vince, Chris Jericho, taking on his toes and getting that proper crowd reaction. So props to him for that one. That was fantastic. That was
1: masterfully done. Yes. Okay. I do. I do agree that 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 was that was great. That was amazing. You know, like you said, masterfully done. Yeah. It definitely was. But. I kind of like this faction. So be, and, and and I, I I like some of the characters that are in this faction. I'm conflicted. Am I supposed to boo them and hate them? But I like them.
2: Yeah.
1: What am I supposed to do? Right. And, and, and this, this is a struggle inside, not only my, but I think a lot of people's minds right now when it comes to some of these different character developments within professional wrestling,
0: um,
1: kayfabe is dead. And I think that that's probably one of the biggest things, uh, you know, kayfabe is, is just dead gone. Uh, so people are, are now thinking for themselves Mm
0: -hmm.
1: as opposed to allowing the professional wrestling to think for you. So, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I'm supposed to go about this right now, even personally, because I've always been a fan of Jericho. Yep. Um, I like Jake Hager, Um, you know, Santina and Ortiz. uh, I, I thought that they were great with what they were doing in impact and ring of honor. Um, Sammy Guarba. uh, I I don't know much about the kid right now, but I'm interested to see more. Mm -hmm. I definitely am. So, like I I, I want to be happy about this. I, w- I want to be like cheering for this team because I want to see this team go further, and I want to see this team become the most dominant faction in all elite wrestling, yep. the only faction right now. But I want to I mean besides kind of the elite, yeah. Uh, but I want I want to see them like like be the top of the food chain for factions. Mm-hmm. But how are they going to get to that? If I'm booing them, right?
0: Yeah, it, it, like- <laughs> it's yeah, it, it's it, it is kind of a, a, a weird space there, but uh, yeah, time will tell. Uh, we'll see. Uh, going with that though, one thing that I'm really looking forward to, you know, outside of our showstopper segment here dealing with uh, Chris Jericho and the AEW title, uh, this week on Dynamite we're gonna have. Chris Jericho versus Darby Allen for that aew championship. I'm really excited to see this match. I've seen a lot of people kind of hating on Darby Allen for this. I think absolutely he's earned a shot at this. He took Cody Rhodes to it to a time limit draw you know, he beat um he beat Jimmy havoc you know he's had some other fantastic matches. that promo that he did on on Jericho fantastic if you haven't seen that go and watch that. Jericho's gonna make him look fantastic win or lose. Darby Allen's stock is quickly rising. He is definitely a standout guy, and this is going to be good in a win or a loss. So it, it, I'm really looking forward to seeing what's going to happen because it, 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 you have two individuals who couldn't be more different than each other. So, it, yeah, it, it's got some interesting things going on, and I'm excited just thinking about that match. I'm looking forward it, to it
1: yeah i definitely am too i mean we're looking old school new school type of yeah. uh, situation going on here right like i mean Derby allen's the you know coming out uh you know with a skateboard and coming down the ring on a skateboard and stuff right so we kind of have that whole um you know like like youth mm-hmm. type of appeal going on there and then you've got guys like myself like i mean i'm 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 just about 40 years old yeah. and uh, like i grew up with chris jericho uh, whether it was in wcw or wwe i grew up with chris jericho um so my generation
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know invested in this because chris jericho is the all elite wrestling champion but then you're gonna get like the 15 year olds that are going Holy crap, this is actually really kind of cool. Look at this guy coming down the ramp on a skateboard and then whacking this guy with the skateboard. Like, that's exactly what I want to do to somebody. I know I can't. Mm-hmm. Most kids today know that they can't, yep. but they're like, man, like, that is like the ultimate. I would freaking love to do that. So, we're going to take that yep. and kind of put the two of them, like, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. I'm excited.
0: Strangely enough, though, and of course I'm somebody that follows a lot of wrestling stuff online. This uh, deal with the skateboard with Ndarlan, believe it or not, of course there's going to be some haters about this. You see, people, uh, th- this obviously would be some older fans going, "Well, the um, the D- dynamic dudes did this before." You know, Dean Douglas and uh, John Laurinaitis. Uh, for those who don't know, that they were a group that came out to like tie dyed stuff and then they had skateboards. But this comparison is has is completely wrong because those guys never even rode those frigging things. Darby Allen actually was riding the skateboard down the ramp. So it makes sense. And it works in the context of his character. So comparing these two together is just asinine. So I can just put that to bed now saying, <laughs> saying that this doesn't work because they tried before. No, 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 Those guys couldn't even ride those frigging skateboards. Really John Laurinaitis riding a skateboard. Absolutely absurd. It was never going to happen. Darby yeah. Allen can actually ride that skateboard. So it makes it believable. So it works. So
1: yeah, there you go. The, you, you speak of the dynamic duos or, uh, Like like My thought on that whole Thing was man they're trying To take some 50 year olds and make them cool Again <laughs> yeah right yeah. like That's 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 how I perceived them yeah. Whereas you know like Darby Allen like like, like the kid and, and he's not necessarily He's like our age yeah Right yeah. like he's not necessarily a kid But he's got that youthful look to him and he Just he he, he does that part so Well like he just he he appeals to that youth. He looks youthful. Yep. He's riding that skateboard. He's making it look good. He's like in the mentality of like the 15 to 20-year-old generation right now. Yep. And it just it freaking works. And, and yeah, yeah, no comparison at all, people. What are yep. you thinking? And what's interesting with what you
0: just said there with the age group there, when you look at the, the demographics that are watching this program, AEW Dynamite, It's right in that wheelhouse. That's the the main demographic and slightly older that they're really, uh, seem to be connecting with. So, hey, mission accomplished.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, without, um, without really giving any spoilers out there, all I'm going to say is, uh, that this, um, ring of honor, uh, tournament that has been going on to find the, uh, next contender for the heavyweight championship. People, you really need to go and watch the final for this. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing. Just flipping amazing. You really have to go and watch that. And then I guess the only other real uh, big piece of news, um, and I mean, this came out like maybe 10 hours I should go. Mm-hmm. Um, John Moxley has actually been stripped of the IWGP United States Championship title. Yeah. So right now we're looking the IWGP championship is stripped off of John Moxley um, because he was unable to make his scheduled title defense at the king of pro wrestling event. So the typhoon actually made it impossible for Moxley to make it to the event. Um, You know, there were a few other names that were affected by the typhoon as well, but, People like we're we're looking at this as this is this is legit legitimate promotion here, and they're going, You can't make it. Okay, you're done. Sorry, you're stripped. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um it's been a while since uh since the title's really been defended, but yeah. yeah, Moxley's now stripped of that championship. And um you know, the king uh king of pro wrestling uh match was actually changed to Juice Robinson versus Lance Lance Archer. Yeah. So Go and take a look at that and kind of see what happens from there. Um, Hopefully, the winner of those two will become the new champion, I hope. Um, From what I'm seeing and reading, there really isn't much that uh, talks about what's going to happen with the championship. But, like, that's a big piece of news, uh, I think, anyways, you know, somebody being stripped of a title. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, so the only other thing that uh, we're going to be doing here is um – Actually, we're going to take a brief break, and we're going to come back I had the chance to sit down earlier today with Mister Rick Vickery of the Pro the sorry, the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling podcast, to talk about his upcoming show, and I don't mean podcast. He is getting into the, the promoting business, and I had the chance to sit down and talk to him all about that. So stay tuned. We'll be right back.
2: It's me, it's me, it's an Armin B to B. As you can tell in the background, we are out celebrating. That is what we do here. at hitting the MarkSpot Top. And I invite like everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk, but check out all of our other shows. We have content. Especially lit up by the flagship show, Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. You can find that all at HittingTheMarks.com. Run. All right.
0: Alright guys, Big Joe of Turnbuckle Talk here. And as I just mentioned, I am sitting down with Mr. Rick Vickery of the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. Before we get into the bulk of what uh, we're here to talk about today, just in general, how's it been going, man? I haven't talked to you in quite a while.
2: I was going to say, uh, it's been a while since I've been on with you guys. Uh, I know we usually converse back and forth, just in private conversations, uh, but it's, I'd say it's probably been about a week before we've uh, really dove in anything, and probably been a, a couple of weeks since I had the opportunity to have a guest spot on the show. I've been listening, you know, love uh, what you guys keep on doing, especially for us over on the, the Hitting the Marks.com platform. You know, we just continue to put out such great content, and, and right now it's just you know, it's kind of over the top. It's just exciting to be involved in the world of professional wrestling. This October has it's just been unreal. Uh, everything with the launch of AEW, NXT going to USA. You've got you know, the, the major moves within the red and the blue with WWE. Impact Wrestling making waves. New Japan continues their expansion. They're gearing up for Wrestle Kingdom this past weekend with King of Pro Wrestling. They just had an incredible, God. incredible outing. Uh, made that major announcement that we're going to get. Uh, Two nights of major title defenses at Wrestle Kingdom and just all around for us talking heads, uh, journalists, if you will. But uh, it's it's an exciting time.
0: Yeah, and especially this past week here, you and I know we're both loving this new NWA show. I've been all over it. We talked about it on this episode. Such a such a great throwback to that studio wrestling atmosphere. Dude, I enjoyed the hell out of that show. And that has become, it's going to become regular every week viewing for me. I absolutely adored and loved the way that they executed that. It was fantastic.
2: Uh, 100%. It, this is the nostalgia factor there. Going back to the studio setting. Uh, just the very basics. You know, you didn't. You don't need the over-the-top production. You don't need the fancy entrances, the the themes, all the theatrics. There. Let's just get in the ring. Let's let's do some business. Uh, show you what the stars are about. And, and I really love, you know, just the, the fundamentals of the traditional uh, the interview segments. Love the stage yeah. setting there, and they have got some talents that are set up perfectly for this dynamic. I and mean, Nick Aldis. I mean, this guy looks like a million bucks. He talks yeah. like a million bucks. He is the perfect representation uh, as, a, as the NWA world's heavyweight champion. Uh, Camille there with him, she looks like a million bucks <laughs> at all yeah. times. And, and then, you know, outside of that, Eli Drake, James Storm, they're built for this. They are made for this, 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 this type of atmosphere that the NWA is going to present. You go back one year ago over on the Hitting Marks Pro Wrestling podcast, Jargo and I, Michael Jargo, you can catch him across all social media at, not Jargo, but Uh, We were talking about this a year ago when they had the anniversary show is NWA could find some true magic when they're ready to move forward and take that next step in kind of reinventing and making a modern day Flair, Dusty Rhodes feud and and have that focus around Nick Aldis and James Storm. And it looks like uh, not to really give anything away how we get there, but Storm is going to be gunning for that championship and it, it looks like it could be in the works for him.
0: Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Now, before we get to the main reason why we're here today, just to let you know too, Rick, as we said in the top of the episode, here in Canada, today is Thanksgiving. So you're on Turnbuckle Talk here as of today's recording. Today is Thanksgiving. I know it's Columbus Day over there for you guys. So what's it like being on Turnbuckle Talk on Thanksgiving Day here in Canada?
2: I actually had this in my notes yeah, I was, <laughs> and I was actually, I was, I was doing some study in here seeing what, yeah. what Canadian Thanksgiving's all about because Thanksgiving actually it, it's ours here in the States. It's another thing that you guys have to piggyback on. <laughs> uh, you guys get it all, you try to get in like a month yes. and a half before us, yeah. you know, to get yours out of the way so that, that the rest of everyone can really focus on the true holiday <laughs> of Thanksgiving. Uh, but it seems like there's a lot of similarities, yeah. uh, in, in the holidays. It looks like all the grubs the same. So I, I wanted to ask you, uh, it seems like you guys do like a weekend-long celebration. Did, did the family get together? Do you have any special eats? You, you know what? You know I'm a major foodie, man. You know that. Uh, yep. So what did what did what did Big Joe enjoy for his Canadian Thanksgiving?
0: It's actually today. Yeah, the dinner is going to be happening. We've got. We're not going with the, the usual big uh, turkey. we we actually got one of those butterball stuffed turkey breasts. That's got the that's got the stuffing. You know, those things are delicious. Of course, the mashed potatoes, the gravy, and, uh, and the vegetables, and uh, probably a pumpkin pie for dessert. So we got uh, all the fixins. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be a good dinner tonight. I probably got put on about ten pounds this weekend. So.
2: Yeah, very very nice. Yeah, because I'd seen there that today is the actual holiday, but it said it's not uncommon to see uh, the families getting together on or Sunday, family and friends throughout the entire weekend. Yeah. Uh, ours was a little more commercialized. You know, usually it goes down on ours falls on a Thursday. Yeah, uh, everybody kind of gets together that day, and that kind of launches us into the uh, the Christmas season. So that's when we get all of our big sales, as I'm sure you know, <laughs> around everywhere they have those. But that's the mad rush. Uh, so you get you get family and football on Thanksgiving, uh, and then it turns into a uh, hell, the Royal rumble at some of these stores with these people <laughs> just kill each other over the deals that are out there. Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: All right, uh, Rick, let's get to the main event here. So not only are you one of our, of course the main personalities here at the hitting the marks podcast network over at the hitting the marks uh, podcast. And of course uh, the Monday lockroom room over in the homie media group, you are getting into the promoting business, sir. So, just tell us uh, kind of in general what you got uh, going on with this before we get into more specifics. Well, I tell
2: you, it, you know, we're talking about an incredible time just in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, me personally, in this journey that, that I've kind of had over really the last two years inside of pro wrestling, uh, it, it's really remarkable and it's really all that's coming to maybe it's, it's defining moment. And it's going to happen Saturday, October 26th. Uh, in my hometown of, of Harrison, Ohio, in a little community on the outskirts of Harrison, Ohio, uh, known as New Baltimore. Very good friend of mine. He has a, a, a tremendous established business business in the area. It's Danny B's Lounge. Uh, we're going to be running our first hot tag wrestling show there. Uh, but to really talk to you about this thing coming full circle two years ago, uh, so much going on in the transition. I was, I was pretty heavily involved with, uh, with wrestles in the, the dirt sheet with their social media efforts and their discussion group. Yep. And, and from there I met one, Michael Jargo, <laughs> uh, who, you know, we have grown, we're, you know, we're, we're family, we're brothers, uh, we're involved in each other's families, our lives every day. We discuss things, uh, we know each other inside and out. Uh, absolutely none of this would be possible without him. And it was him that came to me you know, at one time and said, Hey man, uh, I, I just ordered a, I ordered an, I ordered a studio. Uh, I need a co-host. You want to get involved in this? And I said, "Dude, uh, let me immediately." It was yes. Uh, you send me over a list of what I need to do. Let's get this thing rolling. And and from that, from then, it was the beginning of uh, the hitting the marks pro wrestling podcast. We got a, we had maybe a month or so under our belt uh, on that platform or our platform. And big Ray Hernandez from the Hameen Media Group reached out mm-hmm. and had offered us a spot to you know to take one of the take the Mondays in their weekly programming, a tremendous opportunity. From there, we created hashtag HTM sports. Yep. We, we were finding such great success with the Hami media group. And, you know, that was a pretty much a full dance card. So, you know, we thought, Hey, we, we know all these other tremendous personalities. Let's start hitting the start our own platform. And that's obviously, you know, we, we reached out to you guys at turnbuckle talk, brought you guys on uh, Joe Atherton from uh mm-hmm. Tables, actors, and Chairs, our, our UK correspondent. We have Robin Nelson with Russell Podcast. We invited the PW Hustle over, and we kind of grew our own little thing. So, you know, it's one big family kind of branch now. Uh, so, you know, from there I go from podcaster. Uh, I kind of take my voice from that point on as I was getting to know some of the local promotions here in Ohio. I go from podcaster to play-by-play, yep. uh, sit in the commentary booth, something that I, I greatly enjoy, have a great passion for, uh, just Really love diving in, getting to know the talents and representing them and painting a picture for them. Now, that's what that position is all about is just, you know, putting the spotlight on and growing these tremendous independent talents. And I, I will put over Ohio against any area. We are an absolute hotbed for independent wrestling, yeah. top to bottom. many tremendous talents, promotions, promoters, uh, people working in, in the office, you name it. Ohio is an absolute hotbed. And I, I'm a, proud to be a part of that. And so we go from play, we go from podcaster to play-by-play, and now promoter. Going back to Danny Bees. this started about eight months ago, and yeah. he approached me. He knew my involvement on the podcasting side, the play-by-play, uh, the pro, you know, not really a promoter, but helping with promotion, helping you know, getting, getting the word out, the good word out there about the multiple shows that I was involved with or I was calling. And he thought it would be, you know, a, a tremendous opportunity, something unique that he could bring to, to his establishment and to the area you know, outside of the normal, you know, everybody cornhole leagues or, uh, you know, obviously open mic nights or bands or whatever it might be. He wanted to do something different that was going to excite his, his audience, bring more people in and get really people enthusiastic about, you know, just getting involved with Danny D's. Uh, we reached out to a couple other promotions. And what we wanted to do was something different. And, and right now you see in independent wrestling that big drive is family-oriented. You know, it's got to be for the kids and all this. Well, Danny B, when he, what he remembered about pro wrestling is none of that. <laughs> he remembered the Attitude Era. Yeah, you know, yeah, he yeah. remembered remember EC ECW, things like that. He wanted that. That's the what debauchery. he wanted Yes. Some debauchery. It's, it's going <laughs> to be, you know, we're, it's I keep calling it the Wild West of pro wrestling. Yes. We're bringing back the attitude. It's, it's going to awesome. be like Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> and that's what he wanted. Yeah. So we're, we're going 18 and up. we got a very unique audience that we're targeting here. And we want to present something different. From, you know, bring the whole family up. Believe me, in this area here where we're running in Southern Ohio, there are some tremendous promotions that they're going to offer that. Uh, of course, one that I was involved with, Battle on the Border Pro Wrestling, with Mr. Denim Blevins, who you know I frankly put over on our shows. Uh, tremendous family fun. They offer something for everyone. We have Future Great Wrestling that runs very close to here. Uh, that's run by the, the legendary trainer and Hall of Famer, Cody Hawk, you know, who's responsible for bringing you the names like Eli Drake, uh, John Moxley, so many others. That have broken through. We also have a long running that's given names like uh, Jillian Hall, uh, Wildcat, Chris Harris, up this, mm-hmm. and that's the Northern Wrestling Federation. They're all tr- tremendous promotions, but you know they they target their families. We wanted to bring something different. And the way, I best describe it is uh, when we say you know we're more about the personas. We're we're about this over the top experience. So we're not extreme championship wrestling. Think more shotgun Saturday night. Yes, that's what we want to bring to the table. You know, it's going to be a little risque. We're going to we're going to have fun. We're going to make some jokes. We're going to have great, great characters that you can get behind um, on our card. Obviously, you know, I, I reached out who's she's come on our show a couple of times on hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling podcast. Uh, she's from Major League Wrestling. She's the correspondent down there. And, and she, down there, she's backstage. She's handling the interviews. But don't let, don't let that fool you. She is very kick ass in that ring. And that is Miss Casey Lennox. Uh, she is part of our headline main event. She's going to be taking on Jocelyn Navarro, who is a, a tremendous up and comer here in Ohio, I I absolutely wanted to get her on this first show. I'm pretty sure within a year within six months, she will be unavailable for bookings because someone is going to sign her up. Yeah. You know, she she is of that level. It's absolutely beyond me how women of honor, you know, even how much they need some tremendous talent, how they have not signed her up yet., uh, she's gonna get a tremendous look here taking on Casey. You know, it's trying to hopefully get some eyes from MLW. And that was one of the, you know, the main reasons we wanted to get this match done is to give her that spotlight. And again, as I was talking about from play by play, it's about, you know, putting your talent on a pedestal. That's what we want to do here with this main event. We've also got a, uh, you, you can recognize him from impact wrestling. He's challenged for the impacts heavyweight championship before. He's going to be a big part of their, of their bound for glory weekend. It's legendary Larry D. He's going to yes. be taking on another great local town and Ricky Cardinal. Uh, also on our car, we've got some wild tag teams. The Eds uh, well kind of envisioning – they they're evolving their act and all this. So it, it's kind of like a, a classic Dudley boys meets the Briscoes uh, wow. is what we can expect <laughs> out of these guys. He's casting guys some classic Kentucky moonshiners, good old boys. Uh, uh, you know, moonshine – moonshining and whooping behind. It's pretty much what they're all about. They're going to be yes. there. Just so, so many great talents, top to bottom – uh, as I said to you know, we, by popular demand, by uh, from Danny B himself and from uh, all the, uh, uh, I guess our, our growing fan base, uh, we are bringing in the little people. So we're gonna have a few little surprises. The midgets hey, will be on hand. Nice. We, we don't. We've got some big plans, some entertaining plans for them there. Uh, so I don't want to give too much away in that respect. So
0: being a first time promoter leading up to the show, Rick, what's been some of the biggest challenges and hurdles so far?
2: Well, you right out of the gate uh, the biggest one and, and you hear this so so much in professional wrestling this is the territory situation yeah. and you know when you, you first announced that you' that you're doing this thing and I think I, I went about it right before. I didn't just go public with it I reached out to the other local promotions especially that on the border pro wrestling here uh, that runs pretty much you know close to Harrison around the area. Uh, reached out to them before the announcement, but still, you, you know, you're, you're opening up business in someone's backyard. And I understand, uh, you know, that, that can upset some people or, you know, just, is there a, is there enough, is there enough consumer to go around for everyone? And right now mm-hmm. professional wrestling, which kind of leads into that, that next difficult phase, even though we are offering a different product, you worry about, is there enough to go around for everyone? And I really have learned that as I, is people ask me or they approach me. I've always, I'm always got something on me that lets people know it's usually, I, I carry my studio with me in case I need to jump on anywhere. So I've always got posters in my backpack yep. and you, and I always have them positioned where they're kind of hanging out. It says live pro wrestling. You've got the images of Casey and Johnson where you can see them. and people will approach me. What, you know? What is this? They're, they're interested. Or if I'm not just making a pitch for a sponsor is while we are excited because we're inside the bubble of pro wrestling, big Joe, a lot yeah. of people are still trying to, you know, they're trying to like navigate back in. Yep. So there is this perception here that, you know, wrestling's not cool right now. You know, we're waiting for this big boom. It's starting to come here, yep. but I, I have to do a lot of convincing to okay. Um, and I always start with, you you were likely a fan at some time. You know, that's how I say it to anybody. And they usually they'll have some kind of stories going back. If yep. it was, you know, the Hogan era, you got a lot of attitude. A lot of people were oh, yeah, Stone Cold, The yep. Rock, and you know, and Mankind, Undertaker. So when I see their eyes light up there, that gives me an end Because what I'm presenting here with Hot Tag Wrestling is going to mimic a lot of that. Mm-hmm. So I can say, well, take those memories that you love. That's what this show is going to be about. It's an inexpensive day. We're going to have great drinks, great food. It's an afternoon show. If you've got something, you got, you got a Halloween party or something at night, hey, this is like your pregame. We're going to get you fired up. We're going to get you going. Uh, and it's one of those challenges has been just getting people, you know, reaccustomed to pro wrestling, that it can be fun, that it can be cool. Yeah. Uh, then outside of that, man, just a lot of paperwork, a lot of paperwork, uh, going through the state commission. You know, you got to make sure that you, you know, you're dotting every I and crossing every T just, just to make sure that everything goes off without the hiccup.
0: And I think another thing too, and I know that you've talked about this, uh, on the uh, on i think it was on the locker room uh, this morning because uh, i had a chance to listen to that too and this is something that i come across uh, with a lot too is that there's still this perception out there that when you say you know especially to a casual fan or somebody who hasn't been around for a while and you say professional wrestling people think those three letters right off the bat wwe you know even when recently i i to, uh, to be able to watch AEW on uh, on cable here. I had to subscribe to TSN and dealing with um, the cable company. And I said, you know, I want to subscribe to this because I want to watch Ollie Wrestling Dynamite. And they go, oh, yeah, we can we can sign up for the WWE Network. They show all the wrestling shows. I'm like, no, 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 no. I said, you know, AEW is its own separate company. And I, re- I really had to spell that out. And even to a lot of casual fans, you know, even locally here, I ran into people. I end up talking wrestling with them, and, and that perception is always professional wrestling is, is WWE. And a lot of people still think inside that bubble.
2: Well, you know, a lot of people that have even, uh, you know, I'll get this regularly. What's that new WWE show? And I'll be, I'll be like, oh, NXT? Oh, no, 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 that one on TNT. And it's like, that's not, that's not WWE, though. That is a separate company. And again, yeah. a selling point there is I tell people, it's and I've learned this too. is is like that opening that opening sales pitches. You try to get them to remember things that they that they really loved You know when they were in the wrestling. Because there's a great deal of people, even if you weren't like a hardcore fan like we were, to that phase, like you knew the names, you knew what was going on. Yeah. And as I was saying, you know, talking about attitude with like Stone Cold, Rock, um, you know, the the crazy over the top antics of Mankind, mm-hmm. Mick Foley. you in that, you get a lot of NWO that's a good end with AEW because you can say, you can relate that to WCW Mm -hmm. and people will start to understand the difference and they'll realize how important it was back then for those companies to both exist together. Uh, So that's another end as well, you know, and and it, it it is a big thing with us and in that grassroots campaign, if it's, you know, from just promoting an indie show, promoting any kind of product in wrestling or even a podcast, I mean, we are kind of that driving force on this grassroots campaign to, to help bring in that new boom within the industry.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, in that too, that I, I think that, I think a lot of fans and other people who talk about wrestling, I think they really see, we we keep hearing this, this Wednesday night war thing. And I, I think the majority of people out there really don't care what the company of the wrestling is that they're watching. I think they just want to watch a good product regardless of whether it's WWE, whether it's new Japan, whether it's AEW, or whether it's a local promotion, like you're starting Rick people just want to watch good wrestling. It doesn't, I don't think it really necessarily matters what company it is. I I think for the majority of fans out there, they really don't care what the company is as long as they're putting on something that they want to watch.
2: And you know, that was, you know, something else that I wasn't, I'm not going to say it was, like this massive mountain that we had to overcome, but it you know, certainly a, a bit of a hurdle is when we're putting this show together and you look at the things, you know, I've, I've had some tremendous minds to learn from and, and Ben Hameen and Stevie Richards over the Hamin Media Discussion Group. And I do, a, and i study quite a bit as well. You know, I, I very much respect in, you know, all the lessons that we taught from individuals like a Jim Cornette hmm. or a Jim Ross, you know, people that have sat there and have done this for decade after decade, they've seen these different eras. They know what, work so they know what goes into putting a show together in a lot of the circumstances though, here when I'm putting something together when I'm putting together this show Saturday October 26th Danny B's lounge Harrison Ohio we'll get the ticker information out here before uh, before we end our conversation yes. but um, it, I have to treat this more as a one-off you know because a lot of these people here this I, I hope that it does hook a lot of individuals that they are saying, okay, you know, if if when you run again down the line, uh, it likely won't be in this area. So it'll be in, you know, in Ohio somewhere here that, that they might, might want to follow. Or we can build uh, that online, that social media following where people, you know, want to make sure. Because we are going to release uh, the show online and all that so that you guys can check it out as well. But... Um, but I almost like every match has got to be bang, bang, bang. Cause I got to keep these people entertained and over the top the entire time. Yep. Where traditionally in pro wrestling. You know, some people like when AEW came out, they set a pacing, you know, it wasn't boom, 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 every segment where we saw NXT who just ran out essentially a takeover. Yep. Yeah. So, so I have to put it in, in my mind. I, as I tell my team, uh, this could be it, you know, this could be the one off. This could say we did it, man. It's bucket list. Uh, you know we we are in talks with some other uh potential venues but you know to stay away as we're talking about those territory positions uh we want to target bars and things like that so it's a different dynamic uh believe me that one of the biggest things with those is finding a place to fit a damn ring in <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that, uh, but that but in it itself there, is uh you know every match kind of has to have its little wrestlemania moment
0: yeah. Like you just mentioned it too, I, I, I've been to a lot of smaller independent shows even around this area and whatnot that, uh, you had mentioned being able to fit the ring in there. That can be really tricky too. Like there's one place that's actually just a couple blocks away from where I am right now that, uh, they, they have to use a training ring because the, the ceiling is right there. So, uh, there, there could be some, uh, possibility of injury there. So we gotta be careful. And, uh, yeah, so there, there's, there's, there's so much to think about in, uh, I can well, just imagine just, like how busy you are on top of doing all the podcast work and everything that you do, and, and then your, your your actual job. I mean, uh, you're a busy dude, so I, just uh, I gotta give you a tremendous amount of respect for being able to juggle it all, sir. <laughs> Congratulations.
2: Well, as it you're talking about, you know, you know, watching, it, you mentioned that training ring and all that. We looked at that, yeah. you know, it, and you know, going forward, to me, it's just a visual to me. I, I, I don't want to make it look like it's what people are used to, so we went yeah. with the traditional ring obviously here this place has a gorgeous outdoor venue and you run the risk of that any time of the year, but especially in later October here in Ohio. Uh, so, you know, and that's another, you have to line up backup plans. You know, I got tents on reserve. I'm going to have to make a call 48 hours beforehand. If I want to go this way, yeah. now, I don't want to do that because I'd to put that money in my pocket, but, yeah. uh, but the show must go on it. If we have to do something like that, um, uh, and then taking care of the town, as you said, that's another big thing here. um, We've received great praise for, you know, uh, that we're continually in contact. Do you, what do you need? What can we do to make it more comfortable for you? This is about you. This isn't essentially about, you know, us stroking our ego, running a show, playing promoter, our bucket list or whatever. It's just about getting exposure, getting people out there. And even in podcasting, what I've always talked about, you know, I'm not going to be an individual that's going to sit there and break down move for move in professional wrestling or the psychology of a match. That's not my MO. That's not my expertise. What I do bring to it is the marketing aspect of this thing. We're going to push you. We're going to get you out there in digital media. We're going to get, you know, I'm hoping nice designs, nice visuals that people are going to be able to react to. They're going to get to know the talent. Uh, one of my partners, Mr. James Hand, uh, he works um, at a broadcasting school out of Columbus, Ohio. Tremendous job. Great with it. great with it, the video work and all that. He's going to be putting together our, our programming. He's going to, you know, he's going to be he's pretty much, he is our production team. Uh, So he's handling everything there to put that together. So we're hoping that our expertise coming together are really going to be able to shine for these talents that we're bringing in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, Rick, give us all the very necessary information. Where where exactly is this going to take place? Where can people buy tickets if they're in the area to watch this?
2: Well, I was going to say, you know, and we're, we're very conveniently located. Here in Southern Ohio, We're just outside of Cincinnati, it's a little town. It's my hometown, where I grew up, went to high school. It's Harrison, Ohio. Um, Harrison, Ohio. It's a little, and it's a, a little area on the outskirts, known as New Baltimore. The location is Danny B's Lounge. Actually, I'm gonna pull this up here real quick. I, I had it set, and then I clicked out of it. Uh, Danny Beasley, some of the incredible talents that you're going to see Saturday, October 26th, Bell Time, 4 p.m., Doors at 3, some of the incredible talents you're going to see. You're going to see Major League Wrestling's Casey Lennox. You're going to see up-and-coming Jocelyn Navarro. You're going to see, as you, you can catch him on Impact Wrestling, Legendary Larry D, Ricky Cardinal, Reverend Ronnie Roberts, the Appalachian Wild Man, Victor Vargas. The, the ads are going to be there. We've got a few big surprises. We've got some super heavyweights coming in. We've got some other local great names coming in, as I said. Where we're at, conveniently located for anyone, you know, Indiana, Kentucky, Ohio. It, it's an easy drive to get down here. Uh, again, it's Saturday, October 26th. Saturday afternoon, 4 o'clock, doors at 3, Danny B's. Uh, the tickets, you can grab those uh very, very easily. Uh, you can stop down at Danny B's. Uh, you can pick those up at the bar. Uh, you can get a hold of us. You can DM me at the real RVV. You can uh, DM us at on Facebook backslash hot tag marketing. You can hit us there, or you can call me directly. Five one three two two seven six five zero four Please do. I'd love to see everybody come out, support a great a great movement. We're gonna put on a tremendous show. They this is gonna be the Wild West. This is gonna be over the top. This is shotgun coming back, baby. We've got we've got the fierce females, we got the, the high flyers, the depth of fires, the super heavyweights. We've we got those little surprises thrown in there. We've got something for everyone. This is gonna be an incredible experience. Uh, and believe me, as you said, how busy I am right now. At the end of that at the end of that show. I, I'm just gonna, you know, try to take it all in. I, I'm an emotional guy, so hopefully I can keep the the waterworks in. <laughs> uh, but I'm most certainly gonna be enjoying a, a couple of whiskeys. So stick around if you're at the show. Stick around afterwards. We're gonna have the talent there hanging out. Uh, so it's gonna be all around just a great experience. Uh,
0: I can't wait to see myself just from hearing the lineup and, and hearing you talk about it. I'm excited to watch it, and, and it sounds like you've got a real home run on your hands. So, Ooh, I I'm I'm ex- excited to see it myself, uh, and. Yeah, I can't wait to, to be able to actually watch it. So before we do, go here, though, uh, Rick, um, let everybody know where they can find you personally on social media and whatnot as well.
2: Well, you know, real quick, I, I wanted to also mention, uh, there's a lot that goes into us in, in the financial backing. So I, I wanted to thank uh, our sponsors in the area. That's uh, Zeng's Auto Body, uh, Ace Painting, Champions Bar and Grill, Jay Watson Catering, Gypsy Wagon, uh, prestige valet company, you know, you know, all these companies coming together that they, they've believed in us, they, they've helped us with the backing to kind of get this thing going. As we're starting to, you know, drive these ticket sales. So to all of our sponsors, thank you very much. Uh, again, on those tickets, reach out to me personally at the real RBV. That, that's Twitter. That's Facebook. Reach out to me. You can also uh, just go ahead. Hey, give me a text. Give me a call. We can get you all set up. 513-227-6504. Hot tag wrestling coming to uh, Danny B's Lounge, Harrison, Ohio, Saturday, October twenty
0: sixth. Awesome. Well, it's been good to talk to you again, Rick. Um, we're gonna. Try, I'm gonna try. Is is like I said uh, at the top here. It's been a while since we chatted. I'm gonna try and make this more of a regular thing. Actually, these last couple episodes, I've been trying to get back on that interview bandwagon because it's a. Uh, for a little while there we were getting a lot of people saying they're going to come on and no show. So it kind of soured me on the whole thing, but I'm getting back on the horse with the interview. So we will be talking again soon, whatever venue or, or whatever's kind of going on. We'll wait till something really kind of exciting comes on. And I, I think I definitely want to bring you on again soon. And we're going to definitely follow up to see what happened on the show too. So we're going to well, definitely uh, do
2: that. too. As I said, I'd love to come in with a up. Yeah, man. Uh, and especially, you know, we're hoping, uh, you know, by the end of November to have this thing, uh, we're going to do our voiceovers, get all the editing and things done there, and have it released so that we get it to the masses, uh, get it to everyone that that's, listens along on, you know, hittingthemarks.com, on the Hami Media Group, or any of the circles uh, that we run in. I guess one more thing to put over, kind of exciting for, for both of us, Turnbuckle Talk and the Hitting Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. Yes. Hey, we got them Mark Tar T-shirts available. Keep your eye out for those. You know, we've been sharing on social media. We're doing a little little pre-sale drive. Uh, so we're taking we're taking those orders ourselves in house. We, we've got a great printer. It was actually one of the sponsors for Hot Tag Wrestling, uh, Gypsy Wagon Print Co. Uh, they're helping us out with that. But Joe, you've seen it. I, I know. I know you love the shirt. Yep. Uh, the, the Mark Tard kind of. I guess what uh, description uh, slogan that we've got. It's kind of taken off. It's gone across. Just not our shows. You're starting to see it pop up uh, on other platforms. So those shirts are available. So once again, if you're interested in those, you can uh, find me on Facebook at the real RBV. Uh, We can place your order right through me there.
0: Yeah. that's going to be a great uh, seller. And I definitely want uh, uh, one of those. So yeah. All right, man. Well, I guess that uh, that about wraps up and uh, I'll be talking again real soon. So we'll uh, see you later. All right. Thank you.
1: Wait. Oh, before we leave you all today.
0: Yes. I'm glad you remember Joe.
1: Today is Thanksgiving here. Tell me, we have been doing this for quite a while oh, now. Yeah, Let's talk a little bit about Turnbuckle Talk, our podcast, and what you're thankful for.
0: Yeah, good catch there, Carl. I almost forgot this segment, uh, and that's why we work so well together. We've known each other for the better part of 30-plus years, Carl, and today in Canada is Thanksgiving, and all I will say is that I am just very thankful that we get to sit down every week and, and talk about professional wrestling do we always agree on all of our topics? Of course not. But we both have a shared passion for the professional wrestling business. And we get a chance to be a part of groups that share the same passion with the GrillPosition.com over there with Ryan Bowman, with Michael Melkor, with Jim Phillips over there. And then over at the hitting the marks Pro wrestling Pod, uh the podcast network with Rick and Jargo with Robin Nelson, with Joe Atherton, with the PW Hustle guys. It's just, it's, we're surrounded by great wrestling minds. And just, it's, I'm very thankful to be part of all this and looking forward to many, many more episodes here. So that's really what I have to be grateful
1: for. And I, I couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, just from somebody who worked in the business to be able to Due to injuries um, and and really lack of uh, promotion and work here in the area, I had to I had to leave in ring competition. But to be able to have this avenue to continue to talk about professional wrestling um, is really just something that I'm super thankful for. Super thankful that even podcasts in general are becoming more and more available to people and really becoming a way that people are getting their news and information is something that, that is just, I'm really grateful for. And then all of the people that, that we've been able to talk to all the interviews that we've done, the friendships that have been made outside of, uh, you know, just you and I where you know, everyone from all the other podcasts to other writers, to other professional wrestlers, Mm -hmm. just, is 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 just amazing like it's mind blowing to know that because of the internet and because of podcasts and because of a love for professional wrestling our community has been able to grow and that is just fantastic
0: yep and we're very very thankful for that okay now we can end this week's episode Carl and we will see you all on the next one
1: ciao
2: Thanks for tuning in to Turnbuckle
1: Talk. This is Vinny da Vinci here with Joel and Carl. All your wrestling information and news coming right at you live here on the podcast.